Chapter Eleven of Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales by Elliot O'Donnell. Panmore Hollow, Marioneth, the Black Peddler technical form of apparition phantasm of the dead source of authenticity ladies cabinet 1835 and elsewhere cause of haunting murder the ladies cabinet for 1835 contains an account of a haunting in marioneth that seems to me of sufficient psychic interest to record hence i append it but since the original title is a trifle too intricate in places i have taken the liberty to tell the story more or less in my own words in the summer of eighteen thirty two i was on a walking tour in wales in selecting as the principal scene of my operations marioneth and chancing one evening to be overtaken by a storm when midway between dalgelly and bela i was speedily placed in the most unpleasant of predicaments to go on i was afraid to turn back was impossible what could i do the night was dark the rain almost tropical and the roadway so broken up with furrows that i could only grope along with the utmost difficulty whilst the frequent windings steep ascents and sharp declivities not only added to my embarrassment but greatly increased my weariness and every few yards i either plunged into a miniature morass or stumbling over a boulder found myself smarting in the centre of a gorse bush at length i grew desperate human nature could stand it no longer and resolving to perish with the cold rather than flounder on under such pitiable conditions i threw myself down on a rock and prepared to lie there till daybreak it is possible i had remained in this position for ten or so minutes when i was roused to a sense of deliverance by the bright glow of a lamp and starting up to my feet i discovered i was no longer alone confronting me was the figure of a short man wrapped in a shaggy greatcoat and wearing a slouched hat he was holding a lantern in his hand by a series of pantomimic gestures he assured me that his intentions were amicable and that he was anxious to guide me to some place of shelter where i should have a more comfortable pallet than a bare rock i accepted his offer though not without some misgivings as i could not remember ever having met with any one quite so uncouth or bizarre turning abruptly to the right he struck across a wide moor covered with gorse and innumerable boulders and so studded with pools of water but i seemed to be in a perpetual state of wading emerging from this we wended our way along the side of a precipice at the bottom of which roared one of those mountain torrents so characteristic of all parts of wales beckoning to me to follow my guide mysteriously disappeared and peering over the edge of the chasm i perceived him to my amazement making his descent by an almost invisible and perpendicular pathway 
for a second or so i hesitated and then making up my mind to brave anything rather than remain by myself in such an unfamiliar and dangerous neighbourhood i gingerly lowered myself over the brink and after a few tumbles succeeded in overtaking him just as he arrived at the bottom we now found ourselves in a valley of stygian darkness and of such restricted dimensions that the spray from the river bathed me from head to foot my companion pressed resolutely on and maintaining the same extraordinary and uncanny silence conducted me to a recess in the hillside where the outlines of a bare dismantled house gradually arose to greet us it was merely a pile of ruins old yet naked without any of those evidences of vegetation one usually associates with the antique i particularly noticed this deficiency it impressed and perplexed me if moss and lichens grew elsewhere why not here the situation of the house was strikingly romantic and weird indeed one could not well imagine a more dismal spot a giant mass of black rock reared itself in the background like a brobdingnagian bat in the foreground and at so close a distance that the spray blowing madly over my face and clothes drenched me to the skin rushed a seething mass of sable water whilst to accentuate all of this avernian horror the wind whistled demoniacally and the rain fell with ever-increasing fury turning to my guide i impatiently requested him to move on and take me with the greatest expedition to the nearest available hostelry in reply he took off his hat and thrusting his monstrous head forward revealed to my horror-stricken gaze a shapeless sodden mass of black flesh the cause of his silence was now obvious he couldn't speak because he had no mouth but neither had he eyes ears or nose nothing but that awful unmeaning rotund protuberance i stood aghast too terrified to stir almost too terrified to breathe with the hideous thing looming there before me and the booming of the river behind it was a ghastly situation the creature advanced an inch my blood turned to ice it raised its arms my soul sickened within me it lunged suddenly forward and fell right through me as it did so i heard a fiendish chuckle which dying slowly out gave way to a succession of blood-curdling groans that seemed to proceed from the interior of the ruins the figure however was nowhere to be seen it must have dematerialized on the spot very much relieved at this though still considerably frightened i was now able to use my limbs and turning my back on the ghostly building i felt my way along the bank of the river i dare not glance at the boiling foam the very sound of it made my flesh creep nor did i feel in any degree safe till a winding of the footpath brought me to a bridge on the opposite side of which i saw the twinkling lights of many houses i was now once again in the land of the living and a substantial meal by a cosy fire helped in a good measure to dissipate my fears and recompense me for all the trials i had undergone prior to leaving the inn the next day 
i learned from my host that the hollow was known to be haunted and on that account was universally shunned after sunset half a century ago the ruins then a neat grey cottage had been inhabited by the evanses a bad thriftless lot at the instigation of her husband and with a motive of robbery mrs evans a buxom woman handsome in a bad bold style had flirted openly with a peddler known locally as black dave this man was easily induced to put up at their house and his suspicions being lulled to rest by the amorous overtures of the woman he was surprised in his sleep and butchered fearing however either to commit the body to the river or bury it in their garden lest it should be found and being at the same time very hard pressed for food they improvised an oven in the earth and ate it the vengeance of heaven was however close on their track the cottage paid for out of their ill-gotten gains caught fire during a drunken carousal and mrs evans was burned to death whilst her husband only lingered long enough to make a full confession of the crime the house was never rebuilt the phantasm of dave in the disgusting guise in which he appeared to me still haunts the precincts and delighting to gull unsuspecting wayfarers leads them out of their proper courses guiding them with a fiendish skill to the black ruin the scene of his ghastly murder End of chapter 11